Every moment is utterly unique and will not be continued in eternity. This fact gives life its poignancy and should concentrate your attention on what you are experiencing now. So we're still in the same space, mm-hmm. which feels really special. Been creating and manifesting things in real life. Yeah. You know, when you asked me what, what today's topic would be, right now as we're talking, I'm thinking about past conversations we've had and just preparing and thinking about the podcast and the responses that you received from friends that you have shared our previous episodes with. And if I... Mm, correct me if I'm wrong, that they want to get more insight on how we got here. <laughs> so... And I don't even know what here is to people, what they what their perception of like, how did you get here? Because it's like, why do we put a destination to like this goal to the thing? But mm, I don't know how far back you want to go on your journey to being as present and as powerful as you are now. Um, so what sparked your mindfulness journey? I feel the (laughs) adrenaline of vulnerability in my body right now. Um, trying to feel into like, how much do I want to share? But I feel like that's just gonna, I'm just gonna share what comes mm-hmm. because it feels like that's what we do here mm-hmm. um, but my like external journey was that I was very committed to healing the world or changing the world and was going to be a doctor um, but realized that that wasn't right for me and so I got into that I wanted to do cancer research. Like I was going to cure cancer and I was going to get a Nobel Prize. It was like I wrote it everywhere. It was my vision. It was what I wanted. And so I dedicated, yeah, a big chunk of my life to studying pharmaceutical chemistry. A lot of organic chemistry. If anyone knows what that is, whew, uh, it was heavy. It was a struggle, but I was very committed and I did end up doing cancer research and on the technology that they got the Nobel Prize for. So it was like I was so close to reaching that goal. And I think being in that environment where I was like, this is what I wanted. And I was having panic attacks. I was depressed. There was, you know, I had no will to live, really. Like it was a struggle every morning, every morning. And it was like I couldn't understand because I was on my path. I was doing all the things. I was working out. I had friends. We went out. I had people around me and my family. But something was missing. And the panic attacks got worse. And I'm not sure I told you this, but I uh, 
I had one of those moments where like I I was done. Like I couldn't see the purpose in anything. I had quit the research job and taken a job at a big pharma company just to kind of ease my way out of what I thought was my dream and just make some money and and keep going but my soul was gone like my soul had left my body um like I couldn't find joy anymore everything felt really um like I wasn't even sad I was just numb and I did all the things with the alcohol and the boys and the things to try to feel something but there was nothing left and so I checked myself into psych <laughs> to the psychiatric ward um, but they told me that I wasn't sick enough um, and I didn't want to be um, on sick leave like it, it wasn't that I felt that my body wasn't that like there's something else there has to be more to life and um I think from there I hit like a really rock bottom that I got sick as well so it was like my body was deteriorating everything was like I saw the relationships clearly and it was like a, an awakening but through a really 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 dark night of the soul and for a long time like I was in that my mom had to come take care of me and it was yeah it got pretty bad um, but then coming out of that it was like I made the decision that like at least before I die <laughs> I want to live on the beach and I want to have a dog and I want to do yoga and I want to go to cute coffee shops that was like my so I was going to go to San Diego in California um, and then I ended up here in Costa Rica so that was that process was that I knew something was wrong and I thought maybe it was my external environment and then I came here with my partner at the time and we lived the dream life. Like, everyone was jealous. You know, we were that couple that just looked like the perfect couple. And we had the dog and we had the beautiful restaurant on the beach and this beautiful beach town and did all the things and did the yoga and all the things that I had dreamed about again. And I was not happy. Like, the depression was still there. I struggled to get out of bed. I didn't, you know, I was just looking for things that were wrong. And it was like it hit me that I, like, if I can't be happy in paradise, if I can't be happy drinking a coconut or coconut water down by the beach, having my dog play with other dogs, and I'm sitting here feeling nothing. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not this, it's not on the outside. And that's when I did my yoga teacher training. And everything changed. Mm -hmm. Everything. I got connected to nature. I had my awakening, but more in an um, embodied way. Mm -hmm. My body understood that there was more. Like the magic started flowing. I started doing a lot of workshops in um, like awakening the feminine energy and a lot of like went through a mystery school and through that process it was like my body got to experience what it's like to be present and what it is to be alive because I realized I hadn't had that feeling like for 32 30 yeah 30 something years of my life I, I hadn't felt alive mm. Mm. 
And then now sitting here and thinking, what? Like, one, what a gift that I came to this realization so early in life compared to a lot of people that I've met where it happens kind of when the kids move out and you get this kind of crisis and you move through it then. But like, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that it happened when it happened. I'm grateful for all the things that I've done up to that point that now are my gifts and my talents and that my ego's journey was also something that now makes me have so much in my backpack and so many tools and then having found the peace to just sit with myself to love myself to be present with others to connect to be intimate to be vulnerable to be open soft yeah it's it's everything Mm. it's everything and I love that I had that sensation like ever since I was a teenager Mm. or younger I knew that there was more Mm. like there has to be more that this cannot be it Mm. like I there has to be more Mm. And now it's like I can have those conversations with my younger self, like my teenage self, and be like, you were right. Thank you. Thank you for not giving up, because that was always on the table of like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, if this is all it is, then I don't want it. And now feeling that I'm so happy and so grateful that I pushed through in this lifetime because what I get to experience now in this body and like with you here in Costa Rica everything that we're doing like I'm just so grateful I'm so grateful ah. well <laughs> thank you for sharing all of that um So when we think about here, right, and, and and friends saying, how did how did Sarah get there or here? How did Oge get here? Um, me knowing you and then hearing uh, some parts I've never heard before, but hearing the story again and realizing even from the time that you had your awakening and then had workshops and was going through mystery school you were still going through things right and when people talk about hair like being in this like mysterious here quote unquote as if it's like a final like you've reached a goal you've reached you're achieved and and you're done no, no. It, it keeps going it keeps happening and the more and more you learn about yourself you're able to like you said you have your backpack and toolkit of things that you can pull from so then when you get into the spaces of you reach here and now you're at another plateau or not something else where you're like oh, this is why is this happening you can then go back to the present moment and then pull out from your backpack the yoga the foods, the sunshine, the water, the beach, the writing, the painting, the dancing, whatever it is to then continue on your journey because here is not final, right? And 
So, folks, <laughs> um, mm, I have, I have the relationships I have in my personal life, and this relationship I have with my co-host um, is what it is because. She provides a reflection for me to see that here isn't final. There is a journey that you, we have our ups and downs, we'll be on our highs, and we love our highs so much. We, <laughs> we love our highs. When we are on a roll, it's like, And then when you place that fifth bet and you're like, shit, I lost all of my money. <laughs> but I was on such a roll, like it's... And then how do you deal with that when you're, when you're in, in, in the space of a low? How do you deal with it? And even how you deal with the highs, like just living in the space of non-attachment. <laughs> So, um, I hope today's episode um, resonates with someone, at least one person, on knowing that here is not the final destination. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Unknown Podcast, a place for open conversation as we navigate the unknown, exploring creativity, vulnerability, relationships, and more. We're your hosts, Oge and Sarah. We hope you enjoyed it. Please show us love and subscribe, follow, or rate the show. For more information, you can also visit our website at theunknownpodcast.com without the O and tune in for new episodes every week. Till next time, peace.